Today on Scottish Memories, we are chatting to Jennifer Rioch. How are you all? Hope you are all happy and healthy and well out there. Uh, just before we get started on today's interview, as always, if you haven't already, please remember, follow wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to leave a review, that would be incredible. Or if you're watching on YouTube, remember to uh, uh, like and share and subscribe and all that sort of things. But let's dive in with Jennifer Rioch. You might recognise Jennifer as a model, TV and radio presenter, or even a former Miss Scotland. Jennifer presented TV programmes like Live at Five, The Riverside Show, and is currently a presenter on Heart Radio Scotland Drive Time. Jennifer, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. I uh, I feel like I'd kind of forgotten what it was like to do video chats in your own house and I realised I have nowhere good to sit. I don't have a good bookcase or anything like that to sit in front of. So I've, I've, I've carefully kind of, planned all this out. I like it, it's done well. I'm kind of sitting awkwardly with my phone balanced on a couple of weird boxes and I've chosen a curtain with a lamp that is weirdly lighting me but I'm going to commit to it now and we're going to have a nice chat. So apologies. It, the slightly weird setup. It's a lovely curtain. I feel as if you'd have learned this over lockdown. I think my front room's better during the day, but my other half's in there watching the telly, so I've kind of been banished to the other room. But yeah, yeah slightly odd camera setup. Apparently, lockdown has taught me nothing. So <laughs> see, I would love to take credit for this, but literally, this is my wife. And before I filmed, she went, "Right, that's a mess. I'm sorting that." <laughs> Made it all nice. So sure. I. I can take credit for absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, you should have told me. You should have just said, yeah, I've got a great taste for interior decor. No, yeah, I'd have believed yeah. you, Tony. I'd have believed yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, firstly, thank you so much for sparing the time and coming on. You're an incredibly busy woman, so thank you so, so much. My pleasure. No, it's really nice to chat. Absolutely. We go back a few years now. I just, yeah, uh, I, think, I think I started coming on Live in 5, Live at 5, Six, six years ago. Gosh, yeah. That, I mean, it's mad because we finished up at SCV on Live at 5. 2018 was kind oh. of the end of, of that stuff. Um, loved it. It was such a cool project. It was so nice you could be part of it as well. So many brilliant people sort of came in and contributed and spoke to us, and it, it was brilliant. Really it, cool. was a, it was a brilliant programme. That sort of magazine-style programme for Scotland is... It's like, I miss it. I genuinely yeah. miss it. I know. I'm the same. I, I loved it. I think it, I don't know. I'm obviously biased because I worked on it, but I, I do think it kind of captured, kind of captured quite a good Scottish spirit. And, it did. But it wasn't like, I hope anyway, it wasn't particularly tweer, overly like tartan kind of TV. It was it was very much a, a modern day Scotland that I think we managed to reflect. So Absolutely. as a totally biased person, I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was great as well. And you know what? I, every time I was there, I always got a lovely meal. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, so many good chefs came into that studio. And I, um, I, I, I miss my double dinners, honestly. <laughs> that was so much fun. They had We had chefs from all across the country and their skills were just amazing the amount of times i was like oh i'm just gonna have one wee bite like i'll just i'll just have a bit and then you'd like clean a plate of food you'd be like whoops oh I'd well actually, i was always really impressed by you. apart from the fact that you know watching you jump about the studio and go from here to there to this and that uh, but as the chef was cooking throughout the episode and the studio started to smell beautiful 
and you're having to conduct these interviews and I'm sitting there going, oh, that smells amazing. I know. <laughs> I'm not distracted at all. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll dive right in. So yes. whereabouts, whereabouts did you grow up? So I'm pretty much from Glasgow, to be honest, uh, south side of Glasgow, and I've stayed, I'm still in Glasgow, so I've spent a lot of time in the, the west of Scotland, and um, yeah, I am biased, I love it here, I think it's a, it's a great hub, I think for the career in media, which I've, I've had in Scotland, it's for me, it's been the best place to, to be, I know the BBC have got big buildings here, STV obviously I worked at for a good few years, um, so it's a good hub for me, um, but it's either that or go down south, and I I love Scotland, so I'm kind of glad that I've managed to keep myself based here and be lucky enough to be busy with work. So um, yeah, it's it's a good city, and I've definitely grown up and clearly liked it because I'm still here. Yeah, I love Glasgow. I mean, I'm an Edinburgh boy, but I love Glasgow. Yeah. Every time I came through, it was just you, Glasgow's got a feel. About. It's got an energy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It is. It's a great city. I mean, my other half, he, we, we live together in Glasgow, and um, but he's from Edinburgh, so we spend a fair bit of time in Edinburgh as well. Um, with STV, we covered all the Edinburgh festival stuff, so I know a true Edinburgher would probably be like, it's not really Edinburgh when you're there for the festival, but I think it gave a really good sense of the city. So I think it's a real treat to have Glasgow and Edinburgh so close to each other because I think they're so brilliant in their own ways um, but they are both so different so you get a real sort of opportunity to enjoy the best of both worlds which is pretty cool. You couldn't you, you, you hit the nail on the head there because what we're 50 miles 50 miles ah, apart and so they are close. but at the same time worlds apart. Yeah it couldn't it couldn't really be more different there's like I suppose that classic Scottish thing where you find a rivalry in anything. So there's obviously the East versus the West. But when it comes down to it, we're all Scottish and they, you all kind of have the the banter. If you can't like make fun of someone, then like, what's the point? Like, that's how yeah. you do it. Because yeah. you do it with love. You do it. If, if you're making fun of someone, it means you're comfortable with them. So I think it's entirely fair. I think it's yeah, a good thing. It's like pulling the pigtails of the girl you Exactly. It's, exactly it's, like it's the banter. It's said with jest. It's said yes. with humor. So I think the Glasgow Edinburgh rivalry is, is quite funny. It definitely entertains. Um, and it's kind of one of those things that like is isn't really is there i think i can i can just imagine people watching this shouting at me of course it's there but it's not really like it's nice to have both worlds and i do think they're so different but they're both on our doorstep no matter where you live in scotland that's the beauty of it yeah yeah no you're you're absolutely right and the the band it is it's friendly it banter. is friendly it's so scottish it's unbelievable i know and it's one of those things that as soon as we leave scotland that it's just right. Yeah, we're Scottish. I don't. I don't care if you're from Glasgow. It's like, but as soon as we're back yeah. in Scotland, it's like, oh, you're Glasgow. Oh, Hello, shame. Oh, you have to live there. That's terrible. I yeah, have, I, I have to say I'm a bit jealous of of you though because I I went to college in London to drama um, school in London for the reason of and I didn't want to be known as an actor or anything. In Scotland, I wanted to go thinking, but now in hindsight, I wish I'd went to Glasgow. I wish I'd went to what was RSAMD, the Conservatoire. Yeah, the Conservatoire now, because you know, because 
Yeah, I, 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 I spent about six years down there, but as much as I loved it, I do wish I had done it up here now. Yeah, do you know what? I think it, it swings and roundabouts. You you get a different experience from different places. Um, well, that's like the most stupid thing you could say because that's obvious. Of course it's different, <laughs> but I think you you get different wins. Like I went to Glasgow Uni, but I did law and French and I did my year abroad and I did um, like stuff like Camp America. So I spent a wee bit of time out of the country and I did get to do a wee bit outside of Glasgow. So it doesn't feel that I've like, I've never left, which is nothing wrong with, but I think some people get itchy feet and they want to try something different, do something different. And I feel I got a wee bit of that kind of growing up in my student life anyway. Um, London's always been one of those kind of like, oh, should I, should that, like with career wise, I think obviously media, London is a very big hub that, and I've always um, kind of aimed to work in television and radio and kind of media in general. I enjoy it, I enjoy the creativity of it and the variety that it usually brings. That's kind of what drew me into the industry. After a law degree, I was like, see ya, I don't want to do yeah, that. that. That's that's a body swerve there of law degree to... I didn't ever want to be a lawyer. It was a, it was a kind of, oh, I've... I was lucky enough to have good grades at school and I, I wanted a degree under my belt, rightly or wrongly. For me, it's been the right decision. I I loved um, most of uni. I didn't like the studying. I didn't love the law, but uh, I liked being at uni. I made great friends. I had some really cool experiences. I got my year abroad, but um, always came back to, to Scotland. And I think it's a different, it's a, it's a different industry to an extent. I mean, I've, been lucky enough again to be up and down and I've done some projects in London and I've worked with people down there and they're wonderful they're really nice but I think in Scotland it's just it's slightly warmer not the country in terms of temperature I mean in people like it's a it's a friendlier setup I think with across most things to be honest people want to be around good people in Scotland that's been my experience anyway so you're you're not really competing with each other I think it can be quite a cutthroat industry um, but I've never felt that I'm super competitive against anyone because you've got your pals. And I think it's a really nice industry for that. And that's kind of what's kept me in Scotland as well, is that I want to work with good people. And yeah. there's just really nice and very talented people in Scotland. So I've kind of hung around, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I have to say when, when I was jobbing, it was better to do it up here. You started right. to see the same faces. You yeah. looked forward to seeing people. I mean, I, I went when I went through a weird phase where, for some reason, I was only getting cast as either a thug or a policeman. <laughs> that, That's that, crazy. That was my two type cast. Type cast. I know. I don't know what that says about the police, really. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, but I thought I better refrain. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, but it was was the same. All of a sudden, you started. You know, you see the same faces. Then when you're watching things, you're like, oh, there, there's thingy. You know, you yeah. start to recognise people. And the, you're right. There was genuine um, camaraderie. It is camaraderie. I mean, that's been my experience. I've been I've been lucky enough now to kind of, I suppose, be working in media in general. I started as a runner and a researcher, kind of maybe about. 2012 um in tv so coming up as it was for 10 years within the industry in some capacity um and i've genuinely found it pretty nice like i think again it is a cutthroat industry it can be quite fickle but 
my experience so far has, has been quite positive in Scotland, particularly. I think people are warm and I think people are genuine. And I think people appreciate that level of warmth and genuineness back. So yeah. I think that's how you bond and that's how you work. And yeah, that, that appeals to me. I, I want to be able to work with people I like. That, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Nothing at all. No. So growing up, <laughs> yes. did you get a chance to, like, was it staycations? Was, was there yeah. holidays around Scotland? Yeah, we did quite a, a mix, actually. Um, I've got a younger sister and a younger brother, so there's five of us in our family, mum and dad. And, um, yeah, we're all quite close, so it was quite nice. We got on, like, family holidays were great fun. Um Every now and again, we'd got a sort of a break abroad, but in Scotland, we did like caravan holidays. I went to Pitlochry, went to uh, Arran as well. I love Arran, done loads of holidays around there in caravans and a mixture of different accommodation there, actually. Um, and it's just the best, just spending kind of hours exploding and trying not to get eaten by midges in the yeah. summer is is. It's quite joyful, actually. Surprisingly joyful. I think you've got to embrace the midges. Oh, I hate them so much. <laughs> like, it's the biggest cliche in Scotland, isn't it, in summer? But it's, it's oh, I hate them. Like, there's, I, there's a weird thing with midges as well, where sometimes they will just herd yeah. in a sort of little midgy cloud, and you can see it, and you're, like, trying to dance around it. But they're, yeah, just, yeah. they're they a weird you. thing to explain. I, I like I passionately hate them. Uh, mainly because when they get bitten, like so itchy, I react really badly to any sort of bug bites. So um, I have a bit of a tragic case. So when the midges come, I'm like trying to get them all, um, which is sad for a Scottish summer because you get a good day and you're like brilliant. I'll sit outside into the evening, and then those midges come in and it's all over. Inside. I saw I saw a thing on TikTok a little while ago, and it was it, it said for. It must be Scottish, as it said midges. It said, this is great for avoiding midges. And it was a bubble machine. You know one of the kids' bubble machines that blow bubbles? Really? So it was just this woman sitting there with lots, like just bubbles constantly. And obviously I've got a two-year-old now. We've got bubble machines you have a bubble machine. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the thing is, I just have a two-year-old running about constantly going, bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> I mean, but, that sounds like great fun. I know, I know. But if that worked, that's far better than midges. <laughs> Just catching all the midges in the bubbles, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure how it works. Going back, I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunate, really. We didn't do caravan holidays. Um, oh. I, mean, my, I know, I know. My wife did, and we're planning on doing it with Lillian just to get, her, get her thrown. But we always find ourselves, whenever we go anywhere in Scotland, we always, oh, throw my pen a bit, we always end up in Pit Lockery. Pitlochry's so beautiful. It really is. I, we, I genuinely love it, but I don't know how we do it. Whenever we go anywhere in Scotland, we always seem to go through Pitlochry. I don't know how we yeah. do it. Yeah, I know. I, do you know what? I actually think that's a fairly good point because see, when you're driving through Scotland, there's only a few roads that you can really go up and down. <laughs> so you almost kind of end up through some of the same places. Um, thankfully, Pitlochry's Pit kind of got that nice little distance between anywhere you're like, well, we need petrol, we need food. So. Yeah. That's real we all I don't know how we do it. The amount of times I've been there, and it's been not on our route, but I'm like, how are we here? You found your way to Pitlochry anyway. Oh. No, it is. It's, it's incredible in the autumn as well. Like, the trees up there are so, so beautiful. Um, but I always remember it was... Um, 
I always remember going there when I was a lot younger and it was a caravan holiday nearby and we went and found an area, it's called the Soldier's Leap and it's like a, 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 like a, there's a plaque I think, I think there's a plaque, this is a while ago, this is very much coming from like child Jennifer's memory. Uh, I think there's a plaque, you can look it up, and it's where a soldier was running from, I don't know, another army, other soldiers that he was not so friendly with, <laughs> and he made the leap across the river, and I believe like survived, and it's called the Soldier's Leap in memory of that sort of moment. That could be all a ridiculous story that is not true, but that's what I remember. There's an area or something in Pitlochry called Soldier's Leap. I'm going to have to look it up now. I've made a note. And you'd just be to... like, what a load of rubbish. I'm going to Google it as soon as we stop talking and I'm going to regret saying it. I'm it's going to be, be chatting to someone else in the future and we'll be talking about <laughs> Pet Locker and I'll say, Jennifer so told me a real lie about this river. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It probably is. It, or it'll be like, call Soldier's Leap, but it'll have nothing to do with that story. That's what I believe it to be. I'm going to commit to it. Yeah, I, I believe you. I believe you. But... <laughs> Your work must take you all the way around Scotland, though. Like, yeah. you, must, you must be really lucky to get to see places that you wouldn't normally go, you know, let's go have a look at that. I've been so, so lucky because, I mean, yeah, like you said, the the job that I've had over the last few years has, like, I've needed to travel, which is great. To be honest, that started when I was uh I was a runner. So that's kind of your entry-level position into TV production. Yeah. Um and I was running on a show called Antiques Road Trip, which I'm sure you'll have heard of, if not seen at some point on the BBC, and it's STV Productions that make it. Um, and I was part of the crew, I think this must have been 2012, 2013, and I was driving, I was driving this big nine-seater Vito van around the country, and I was wrapping up antiques and bubble wrap, and it was a... Uh, Oh, wow. <laughs> ter terrifying. You don't get any extra training. Like, if you can drive a car, you can drive one of these things. And I was like, the parking, terrifying. Um, but survived. And it was great because I was on the Scottish leg of that group. And you can get ones that go around England as well. Um, so I got to see so much of Scotland. And I could take you to most antique houses around the country now as well. Really nice one in Dune. Uh, I think there's an auction house or there's a good antique shop in Keith as well. I didn't know there was a place called Keith until it was an antique road trip. I didn't know um, till right now. <laughs> there you go. So I visited it. Um, so yeah, there's loads of cool places out there that I just wouldn't have explored, I don't think, without uh, work. And then more recently, I've done some filming in um, Orkney and Shetland and Benbecula and Mulls. I've done quite a few islands due to work. Like, just so lucky. Yeah, I mean, some of the, it, it does look like a watercolour painting in a lot of places we have here. Though. Yeah. So some of the views you must have seen must be spectacular. Yeah, it's outrageous. I think I think classically the Outer Hebrides, like Bimbecula, was stupidly beautiful. It's kind of one of those places you're like, is this real? And you know that there are places like that in Scotland. But I think to see them is so different with your own eyes um without doubt one of the most beautiful beaches i've ever seen in my life it was um it was pretty incredible and to be fair not work related but uh, sort of when lockdown restrictions eased a wee bit in 2020 uh me and mother half jamie went up with family to sky which was the first time i've been to sky and 
Oh my goodness, Scotland does views well. Like yeah. again, another one of those things that I think it's a lot of hype, and I'm like, oh, like I've seen lots of good Scottish views. It's not going to be better. I think it maybe was like just that wee bit extra rugged and that wee bit extra dramatic, and the weather does change even quicker on Sky than it does anywhere else in the country. Like we got every single weather condition there was we tried to to walk up the i think it was the old man of uh, store and honestly i've never been in such strong wind and rain and then it was beautiful yeah. like i thought it was going to get blown off the hill it was wild so um yeah scotland's uh impressive you just always need to be prepared for the weather it's one of the things I say a lot. It's like, if you don't like the weather, hang on for five minutes. You know. It's... Oh, yeah. It will change. Yeah. yeah. So out of all these Every places, do you have a favourite? Or is it too hard to pick? I don't know. I actually do think it's pretty tricky to pick. I mean, yeah. somewhere that doesn't take much travelling and it still feels like quite far away, I think, for me, that's got to be Aaron. Um it's because I'm Glasgow, obviously, you can just get, you can go the train to Ardrossan and get a boat over and you feel like you're going to a different world, but actually it's very, it's very close, it's very accessible, but it's, it's kind of got a bit of magic to it as well and you've got your outdoors and you've got everything you could want. So, no, you cannot pick a favourite because they're all different and great, but if you're looking for like a wee kind of escape and you're on the West Coast, I don't think you can look past Aaron. Fair enough. I, I, I hope you remember me asking this as well. But since it's called Scottish Memories, yeah. I can not ask. You were Miss Scotland. I was. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I'm I, proud of it. It was great. I absolutely loved it. Why? It's, it's, it's an incredible thing. It's a brilliant thing. But you know, I feel like I'm almost talking to royalty. <laughs> Sadly not. No, no. Definitely not. No. That's that's an incredible thing to do though. To represent the country in that way is amazing. Thank you. No, do you know what? It was great. Everyone's got the preconceptions of the whole Miss World experience and, and what it entails. I think sometimes people have those opinions without actually knowing what it's all about these days. Um yeah, there is an element of kind of I suppose your modeling element of being in dresses and trying to make yourself look good and feel good on stage but there's there's I'm, more I'm to an, it i'm an ex-actor that's that's my yeah, life <laughs> exactly but that's the thing i mean for me i i really enjoyed it because it's actually not something i do on a daily basis like honestly before we came on here tonight i not spend the day i just had like a low bun and no makeup and i felt like and i was like oh no we're on camera again i might have to actually put some effort into my appearance <laughs> um and that, like, but that's kind of one of those things that was a good novelty for me to do it. Um, went to Miss World, which was amazing. Um, it's the kind of thing that you suppose, I, I wouldn't even say it's something I'd really dreamt of. I, I was really lucky. I came out of university. I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer. I was looking at different apprenticeships and training schemes and stuff in the media. I'd done some modelling over the years. I'm quite tall, I'm just short six foot. So it's kind of something that I fell into, enjoyed, done a bit over time, knowing some of the girls who'd been Miss Scotland and thought, do you know what? I'm going to chuck my hat in the ring. Why not? Uh, and I'm so, so glad I did. It was it was just so much fun. It was great. Um, you go to Miss Scotland World and compete with like 120 women from around the world. Yeah. And 
I uh, um, I was really excited because previous years girls have been to like South Africa and China and seen the Great Wall and been on safari and I I love traveling so I was really excited and then I got London and I was like <laughs> and then we came up to Scotland and we stayed at Creef Hydro which to be fair was amazing like I loved it um, and it was quite cool to see Scotland through the eyes of so many other people. Um, yeah. A lot of them complaining it was very cold. It was October and it was mild. So I was like, you do not want to come back here in a couple of months. Um, but it was great. We visited Edinburgh Castle. I was looking down going, I could get a train home from here. Um, <laughs> it was slightly disappointing instead of in terms of location. But in terms of an experience, it's a wild ride, should I say. It's, uh, it's totally bonkers. I think it, I think it's brilliant. I think it, the, the, just the fact that you got to represent the country in that way yeah. is is a brilliant, brilliant thing. It was really good fun, and I met loads of great women from around the world. We actually did like a catch up online during the pandemic as well, from like all over the world, talking to like Miss India and Miss Iceland, and who else did we have there? Nepal. We had Sri Lanka. We had like. People from all over the world just still vaguely connected. Like we have a WhatsApp group. Not that we talk all the time, but you've kind of got those connections. Um, I went and stayed uh, with Miss Iceland for like a few nights and like I think 2015, four, like good four or five years after, I got in touch and was asking for some tips. And she's like, you can stay here for a couple of nights if you want as well. I was like, amazing. So you kind of make friends, you make connections, you, you kind of get a better opportunity for that i suppose meeting people from all over the world and i don't ever think that's a bad thing i think meeting people from all over is is sort of enriching yeah oh god yeah oh yeah i'm still loving the fact that there's a miss world whatsapp group for you oh, all yeah. together <laughs> that happens that exists i mean it's quite funny occasional i don't think we've chatted in a while but there is a there's definitely been like bits and pieces there was chat of a reunion but that's not quite happened because we'd have to follow where the next competition is and it's tricky to get people who are free. So it has been a challenge, but maybe one day because that's been it's been over 10 years now, which is bonkers. Um, but it was great. And you know what? I think, see, doing that year gave me an extra confidence to continue to going into media as well. Um, it's something I knew I wanted to do, but it just gave me that foot in the door. It helped me get a bit more experience in front of the camera, in front of events that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely, I loved it. It was just so much fun. And then there is the big charity element of it as well. Yeah. Um, so I raised money for a charity called Wobbly Williams, or Funding Neuro. Um, as a man called Bryn Williams, a brilliant guy, who is still keeping touch with as well. Not as often as uh, I should or I'd like to, but... He's um, a brilliant man. He was sadly diagnosed with Parkinson's quite young. Uh, so he decided to do something about it. The most proactive, fun man, honestly, he's just brilliant. And so he is Bryn Williams and he is wobbly because he's Parkinson's. So he named the charity Wobbly Williams and say about trying to raise funds and awareness. And there's an amazing professor. There's a lot of detail that I, I don't need to go into, but ultimately... He's doing amazing work um, to try and sort of find a cure for Parkinson's and other neurological diseases. But during that year, um, he let me come up Kilimanjaro with him and the team as well. So I climbed That's that cool. and 
Um, he cajoled me into running the London Marathon, which is still to this date one of the worst things I've done in my life. <laughs> um, so he's a very persuasive man. He's like, go on, you'd love to run the London Marathon. And I was like, oh, oh, oh no. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I was like, do you know what? I have always wanted to do it. Fine, I'll do it. But uh, turns out you have to train. So yeah, brutal. Absolutely. Yeah, I've brutal. done I've done a couple of half marathons, and having done them, I'm like, yeah, I do not want to ever do a marathon. I wouldn't recommend it. Genuinely, <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever done. <laughs> uh, kind of glad that it's done. It's ticked. It means that I'm not going to try it again. I don't think I'm not built for marathon running. Um. I've done a like half that. marathon twice, so I'm counting that as a marathon. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that you've effectively done it. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I've just done yeah. a year gap in between each half, so that was fine. You need a break. That's fine. Yeah. You need to recuperate. I mean, yeah. it took me about a year to run it, so you've done all right. <laughs> no, I think it, that's brilliant. It's one of the But I, honestly, to what you were saying earlier, I don't think what you've done with it, what you've done with being... Um, Miss Scotland um, from having a law degree to go through to do that and then to where you're at. I don't think you could be a better representative for it. So well Thank done. You. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. No, I've been very lucky. I've had a lot of good opportunities, but um, I think the key for me anyway and the people that I got on best with at Miss World and, and kind of since I've still had a bit of involvement with Miss Scotland and the brilliant sort of uh, team that make that happen, um, is kind of don't take yourself too seriously. I think that's quite good advice for life, to be honest. Like, yeah. I think, again, you can be aware that not everyone's going to love what you're doing. Um, I think um, you've just got to enjoy it and make the most of it. And I definitely didn't. I didn't think that I was great in any way, shape, or form. I was very much still myself. I got the opportunity to dress up and feel glamorous at times, but I was also... Like I, there are pictures of me like finishing like I think it was a ten k with like a big beetroot face, my hair straight back, <laughs> things like that. Because that's real. That's a person. That's me. And I, I hope that's kind of what has come across and continues to come across. That you can kind of be more than one thing. I think yeah. that's what I like to try and hopefully challenge that you don't have to be pigeonholed into one box. Like I loved being my Scotland, but I love being a broadcaster, and I I love that I have a law degree and. Like, do you know what I mean? There's, there, yeah. there can be different strings to one person's bow and you can lean into them all at different points and that doesn't mean you're any worse at any of them. So I think that's important. Absolutely. I, I couldn't say it better. Couldn't say it better. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very lucky with the channels. I kind of mentioned to you earlier that people watch uh, the channel and listen to the podcast and everything from all over the world planning holidays, they've got ancestry or anything like that. And I get asked questions all the time. So I like to sort of cool. try to get people to help. What would be your top tips for anyone thinking of coming to Scotland? Anything, any top tips you'd have for anyone thinking of coming? Oh, I think, first of all, do it. I think Scotland's a real gem of a country. I think there's quite a lot to explore, but it's all very accessible. So kind of what we were talking about at the start of the chat, that Glasgow and Edinburgh are like, kind of on each other's doorstep yeah. so many places in the world you're like oh I'm choosing a city and I'll visit there and maybe one day I'll do like the west coast or the east coast you come to Scotland you can do it all and that I would advise that you do um for me if you're coming to, to Scotland I think Edinburgh as a Glaswegian I'll admit Edinburgh is prettier than Glasgow on first look um, <laughs> I need to write that down yeah, a Glaswegian yeah, admit. Yeah. 
you got to spend a bit of time in Glasgow to get his character, and then it'll be Edinburgh, oh, yeah. obviously. But uh, no, I think they've both got a lot of charm, and I think um, Edinburgh's so beautiful, and the history kind of hits you in the face when you're in the centre of it, like the cobbles, the castle, checking a lot of boxes there. Um, but get out and explore, like, get up a hill. I actually think that's quite nice advice. Like, there's lots of Monroes, but you don't even need to go up the Monroes. There's Corbett's, there's smaller ones, but get out and kind of experience Scotland and the weather and the hills and the beauty, because I think nature is such a massive part of kind of what we have to offer. Um, I would say have a whiskey, but I don't like whiskey, so I would say do it if you want, just out of pure, like, intrigue, but I can't promise you'll like it. Um <laughs> I think embrace some of the cliches because I think kind of some of Scottish history is there to be enjoyed. I, as a tourist, quite like a cliche. Like when I go to Paris, I visited the Eiffel Tower. I ate a crepe. Like I had a vin, like a, a vin blanc or a vin cure. Like, do you know what I mean? I think sometimes yeah. it's nice to go to a country and yeah, we aren't all like that. Thankfully, we don't run around in kilts all the time. And that's important to know. So don't expect us to be doing that, trying to chase haggis or whatever. But you're allowed to embrace those kind of Scottish traditions and cliches. And I would say get stuck into that because we've actually got a lot of identity based in that kind of history and tradition. And it's, it's really good fun. So that was a rambling answer of basically just do it and try and do as much as you can because it's so accessible and compact. You've no idea how much a rambling answer is right for this channel. <laughs> absolutely right. Truthfully, I kind of want to go up a hill now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I, 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 right. I go up, I occasionally do a bit of hill walking, quite like a, but like I'm not a serious hill walker. I'm like a fair weather hill walker. Um, so yeah, if you're doing it in the winter, be very careful. Don't go up any old hill without any skills. Uh, disclaimer, I'm not sending people yeah. up into Scottish hills in bad weather. Um so yeah, very much a fair weather hill walker, but I moan about it pretty much every time I go up. I'm like, why am I doing this again? It's so hard. Um, so be prepared to moan, but usually the view is worth it. I recently went up Ben Lomond though, and it was cloudy, so we saw absolutely nothing. But yeah. I've got you win some, you lose some. It's just it's nice to be out and about. You feel you just feel very like peaceful, I think, out in Scottish wilderness. I think it's kind of got a bit of a character of its own it sounds a bit weird I'm kind of talking as if like but the country's a bit of a character in itself and I think you can kind of explore that quite well out and about I've I'd go off the mountain this, anyway this story I'm about to tell is genuinely true it's not my story it's one of my co-workers um she loves to hill walk her and her partner go hill walking all the time they do yeah. it all the time they were just out. I can't remember where they were. They were they were out somewhere. She came back to work and she just went, everyone, listen to this. They were out hill walking, going down this sort of, you know, a, a path that had been worn out. Yeah. And then they're like, what's that person wearing in the distance coming towards them with a rucksack? And they're like, oh, it, it, it kind of looked a bit skin colory, you know? Oh, and, no. <laughs> You can see where this is going. Yeah. And then they were like, it's very skin colory. And it was just a naked rambler with nothing There's but the ones. rucksack walk and just went on in and carried on. It's great. I mean, why not? But, like, you want to embrace nature, 
go naked if you wish. Like, I mean, I had, I had heard about it, but I wasn't, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of go, yeah, but it, that can't be real. didn't true. happen, yeah. But, but it did. Yeah, apparently it did. I, do you know what? It doesn't really surprise me. Um, I think that's kind of the beauty of Scotland. I think that's maybe another tip if anyone's coming and visiting is like, be prepared to kind of have a chat to people because when people are talking to you, they're not, they've not lost their mind. Like that's just what we do. Yeah. Um, again, I suppose a bit cliched, but it's, it is true. Like you'll make a pal no matter where you are in Scotland. Like we, we love to chat. We love to talk as a general rule. Like even if it's the weather, in fact, the weather is quite common. You kind of go, Oh, rubbish day. Ah, yeah, rubbish day. Like, you'll make a pal no matter where you are. If you're lost, ask someone. If you're, I love that we just say good morning. I love that we just say good morning to rant, you know, whatever time you just randomly, morning. There's only us here. So, why why ignore it? Why not? Exactly. I quite like that. I think that's a real nice thing about Scotland. Yeah, right. I love to finish. I like to finish with what I call difficult questions for us Scots. Lovely. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Now, I don't know if you're a vegetarian or anything, so if you are, feel free to do a vegetarian equivalent. <laughs> I'm not veggie, so we're okay. <laughs> okay. So, shortbread or tablet? Tablet. Well, that was quick. Yeah. That was decisive. I mean, I like them both, but tablet, yeah. I, the sugarier, the better. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is it the sugar rush? Yeah, love it. Can't beat it. Uh, did you, is it I, I, I always like to ask as a sidebar as well, was that a granny thing? Did granny... No. Actually, no, but I have made my own tablet and I burned oh, really? my sister. Did it go quite well? Badly. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, the tablet tasted nice, but I did burn my sister in the process. <laughs> it was a long See, time ago. It was really me bad. My, me and my wife tried, and it ended up more like soup. It was oh, thick and delicious soup. But, oh, it was lovely. Oh. I mean, we still ate it. <laughs> yeah. Just I think I sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, well. Don't want to waste it. No. And um, I, yeah, I kind of made like sometimes it's been a bit fudgy as well, a wee bit yeah. cheese sticky, but you win some, you lose some, you still eat them. It's sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you've already kind of answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway whiskey or iron brew? Uh, iron brew, yeah. Yeah. Although I know this is, gets me disowned as a Scot, but um, I'm not that bothered by iron brew. Oh, right. No whiskey, whiskey. or iron brew. What do you drink? <laughs> water tap best tap water in the world that is very true when i see when i lived in london i i, I, I didn't know you know what yeah. i mean our tap waters i didn't know i went to I london and poured the tap and i went what's that well, i know exactly I, I, we do not lucky we got it we really do our tap water is my mum. i should have thought my mum used to always say your tap water is lovely go and try have a nice glass of water it's lovely I know. That was, that was an mean, impression of my mum there. <laughs> I feel like uh, me and your mum would be good friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Haggis, sneeps or tatties or mints and tatties? Probably haggis, actually. Mm, yeah. Yeah, haggis, sneeps and tatties, I think. Not strong. Um, very strong. Also, the veggie uh, haggis, delicious. Veggie haggis, haggis is my wife's vegetarian. Yeah. And veggie haggis is lovely. It really is. And yeah. I think it's getting better. Oh, I would agree. I mean, I'm not strictly veggie, but I eat quite a lot of veggie food. Like, we have quite a big veggie diet, so I would often maybe even choose a veggie haggis over a normal haggis. So, I don't know, both good options. But yeah, Nine times out of ten, because, you know, like I said, my wife's vegetarian. We're not going to cook two meals. 
no you just eat the veggie yeah options yeah. there's and so much good sort of yeah. veggie food for sure really very really much on board but going back to meat um, <laughs> black, pudding, <laughs> black pudding or square sausage black pudding yeah good yeah, on you don't eat it a lot but when you do it's kind of like a treat you know, you know what? That, that I've got friends um, who were over this side of the world from America, and they just posted pictures of black pudding, going, "I can't eat, it. I can't try it," I can't. and I'm like, "Try it!" <laughs> I was constantly just try it. It's one of those things you shouldn't look at the ingredients; just eat but it. Haggis is the same. Don't yeah, totally. Don't read what's in it. Eat it, <laughs> then maybe consider it later. But don't yeah. look at it. Just, just get involved. I used black to. Host- Sorry, you first. No, I was just going to say a black pudding supper. Deep fry it. Also very Yeah, yeah that, uh, whilst we're on the fa- uh, fact of deep um, chip shops and, and, and suppers, you guys just don't like our chippy sauce. No. So, again, I feel like I get disowned from the East and the West. I just, just, I, I just want salt, maybe some vinegar, but generally okay. I just want salt in my chips. Like... I don't want any cheese. I don't want any curry sauce. I don't want any chippy sauce. I don't want them drying in vinegar. I don't want my chips soggy. That's fair. That's a fair point. I feel it's reasonable, but I don't know if it's uh, the popular opinion. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's a fair point. Right, last but by no means least, and this is one that people don't like me asking. Okay. Uh, Tunnings tea cakes or caramel wafers? Wafers. See, you're very decisive. I like this. I know what I like. I, I mean, yeah, I would take a wafer over a tea cake any day. There's more substance in a There is. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it wins. I do. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. I would eat all these things. I'm a total rubber. <laughs> I would eat all the food, as you know, from seeing tea for a tenner when we're at STV days live at five with those chefs in the studio. Yeah. I would eat a lot of food, um, and I haven't changed. I would eat all that food quite happily, but. They're our favourites, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with it. Although I think, this, I, I might be wrong, forgive me if I'm wrong, I do remember being on an episode, and neither of yeah. us eat fish, is that correct? Fish. I yeah. do like fish. I remember the two of us sitting there and kind of trying to eat and push the fish to the side and eating the other stuff. It's, um, it's one of those things I am... Um, I actually, I, I did, I once, like, very early on, I was just like, I don't like this, sorry. And they were like, you don't do that on television. I was like, I'm just being honest. It's horrible, but thanks for coming <laughs> in anyway. I kind of tempered that you back that on TV? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just did like, they oh. Come, did I mean, they come back on? Yeah, I think they did. I was just like, listen, you are a wonderful chef. This looks amazing if you like fish, but I don't. So <laughs> I'm not eating it. Thanks. Yeah, that's, um, fair. that's fair. Yeah, not a big fishy fan, really. No, if it's bad I can now eat that. I can eat like a sort of a, a fish supper. But again, that's almost leading into that Scottish cliche, isn't it? Deep fry it, we'll eat it. Yeah, yeah, but it's true. Everything deep fried tastes great. It does definitely taste better. <laughs> I, got, I got a fish bone stuck in my throat when I was a young child. And that just... Oh, gives you the fear. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Ever since then, I just can't touch it. I generally just don't like the smell, the taste, the texture, anything about it. So no. well, we're, we're, we're on the same page. <laughs> Not my yeah, favourite. Is, is, I've got to say, just before I let you go, thank you for being my 50th interview Yay! on Scottish Memories. 
That's amazing. Congratulations. Birthday's amazing. The, 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 all I'm going to say is you guys, it's you guests that make it. I can't believe I've hit 50, so I, mean, I don't look a day over 45. But, you know. <laughs> but thank you so much for being my 50th guest on Scottish Memories. It has been a joy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Take care. That was lovely. It's really nice to see Jennifer again. You might uh, you obviously picked up that uh, I've met Jennifer before as a, as a guest on uh, Live at Five when she used to do that, which was a whole, whole lot of fun. But uh, genuinely, genuinely a pleasure to chat to Jennifer. She's absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Jennifer. I really, really am. Um, if you enjoyed that, please remember, leave a like, leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Or if you're listening on podcast, remember to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts out there as well. But till next time, bye humans. Mm-hmm.